Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donkopote, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. We want to just read a piece of scripture. Would you please bow, your, bow down your heads as we pray? Father, we want to thank you for the entrance of your word. The entrance of your word brings life and give understanding, O oh God, to the simple. Let the word of God, therefore, lighten our paths and bring us to the place that you have ordained for us. We do believe we receive, O oh God, every benefit that your word has to offer this day. And we want to say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, so we are reading our scripture, uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise that he should hear should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Verse 14. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. Meaning that if those who are heirs, they are heirs because of their genes, their biology alone, then it is not of faith. But it is of faith. So the promise is made sure to those who operate by faith. Verse 15, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And when you walk by, by faith, you are a son or a daughter of Abraham. Verse 18, verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth or who makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Meaning that Abraham did not give up hope even when the situation was hopeless. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, which his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You cannot be strong in faith until you learn to give glory to God when the situation still appears unchanged. Verse 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Hallelujah. May God grant you the grace to be fully persuaded. Because to be fully persuaded is to have won the battle in your mind. If you do not win the battle in your mind, you cannot win the battle of your mouth. Let me come again. We don't fight with AK-47. 
bazooka, uh, armor cars, uh, 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 bombs, and bullets. We don't fight our fight that way because you see, no matter how powerful your bombs and your bullets are, it cannot kill or it cannot harm the unseen demonic forces we are dealing with. They are superior to those weapons. But the Bible says our weapons, they are not fleshly, but they are mighty, effective, powerful through God. So that no matter how strong the enemy has established his fortress, our weapons can pull them down. And I say that we need to understand that until you win the battle of your mind, you cannot win the battle of your mouth. Anything that you are not fully persuaded about, you are not going to believe it for a thousand years. Because you see, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall believe in his heart but shall not doubt in his heart that those same things that he says shall come to pass, he shall do what? He shall have whatsoever. That is a blank check. Listen to me, my dear friends. Somebody can believe God and get, uh, what do you call it? Prostase. You know, when your leg is cut or something, you want an artificial leg, you can believe God and have a prostate fixed. Another person can believe God and have a new leg grow there. It is not the job of the minister who ministers the power of God. It is the job of the believer who believes God. The level of your believing will determine the level of your receiving. Prostate believing will cause prostate believing. But he who believes that though a leg is not there, God is able to create a new one, can receive a new one created. It all depends upon the battle that goes on in your mind. You need to be fully persuaded. Some people can go to very, very powerful places and yet, when it is time for them to put their request through, they ask for small things. You know what? That is a window to how their faith is. Because when you settle the arguments and the fights and the, and the what do you call it, counter logic of your mind, and you are fully persuaded in your mind, God can do anything. You know, when the Bible says all things are possible with God, it means that even if you have lost an arm, God can create an arm back. Or is that one of those things God cannot do? Listen, healing is one thing. Creative miracles is another. When a person doesn't have a leg, you can't tell God to heal that leg. What is he going to heal? But if that leg is there, but his limb, just moving, no power. Just dragging along like that. When you say heal, you bring power into it. But the one who can heal the leg is the same one also who can create one if there's none there. 
But do you know that it depends upon you, your ability to believe? If I were you, I would take God at his word. Because if the Bible says all things are possible with God, believe it. Believe it in total. Believe it completely. Use the all things to mean anything at all that is missing, that must have to come to pass for you. Use that anything to cover it. Because anything is anything. Am I talking to somebody? So we see, and I'm not going to go into that one because we covered it last week, that Abraham operated properly and he gives us clues how to operate by faith. You know, the first thing I want to say is that, you see, faith has four dimensions in which it, it operates. The first one is, believe in your heart and say it with your mouth. You cannot be saved until you believe in your heart. But believing in your heart, as we covered last week, is not enough. You can still believe in your heart and still die and go to hell. The Bible said, if you believe in your heart, it causes you to take hold of righteousness. But if you say it, what you believe, you say it with your mouth, Salvation becomes yours. Soteria, a red tongue. It becomes yours. So you see, you become saved when you confess what you believe in your heart. Don't tell me you believe and your mouth is with a plaster. We don't hear anything, you are saying nothing. It's God that's news. Faith is an action. Faith is a verb. It's a doing word. That's why faith can be seen. How many of you are seeing that I'm actually I'm moving? That's how faith is. You yourself, you can check yourself whether you are operating in faith or whether your faith is dead. Because you can check yourself against the word of God and when you see that nothing is moving with your kind of believing, that believing is actually head knowledge. It's not Bible believing. So you see, when you actually believe, you can look at a mountain and Jesus said, you can talk to that mountain. Some people say, well, he was talking about spiritual things. It's not physical. There are too many people who want to make everything spiritual. You know that if you make everything spiritual, you yourself, you should believe in the body too. Because you are spirit being. And if you make everything spiritual, the only way you are going to enjoy it is if you leave the body. Then spirit means spirit. Then you cannot pray there. But if you remain in this body, you must know that anything God says is both spiritual as well as natural. This is a God that uh, is not physical, but you, as you can see, he created this physical world and we are in it. So don't go around making everything spiritual. The Bible said Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Fig tree. Physical tree. He went to the tree. He said, you, you are blossoming like this with leaves on you. This kind of tree, it doesn't have leaves until there's fruit on it. Because by the time that it's beginning to have small, small leaves, by that time, the, the, what do you call it? the flowers that bring the seed is already there. So when it is covered with leaves, automatically, those leaves are protecting the fruit. So he went to the tree 
and there was no fruit on it. Meaning that this particular tree is not operating according to its divine matching orders. Listen, the Lord that we are serving has the right to judge all of us. Because he to whom much is committed from him, much will be demanded. And I want you to understand, my dear friends, that God wants us to believe. So your first stage is to believe and to say. Second thing is also to know that if you really want your faith to work, then you must work your relationships. Because faith does not operate in a heart that has God's own forgiveness. Look at it. Mark 11, 23, 24. By the time you go to verse 25, 26, what is he talking about? Can somebody read for me? Mark 11, 25 and 26. You will see that God is giving us a clear roadmap by which this thing we call faith, we can eat from it every day. The just shall do what? May the Lord cause your faith to be so active. Mark, Mark 11, 25. Yes, yes, please. And when he stand praying, forgive if ye have ought, if you have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Okay, can you add 26? 26. But if ye do not forgive, Neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Amen. Amen. That statement is just a statement that supports the main thing we are talking about here, moving the mountain. Hello? Are you, is your Bible there at all? Are you seeing what is written there? Now, if you are there, then you should understand that Jesus was saying that if you speak to a mountain and you believe, the mountain will move. However, if you are speaking to the mountain and then at the same time you realize that you and somebody there's wahala between the two of you, forgive the person. Because you see, unforgiveness is a function of the heart, not the head. And when the heart has already been affected by unforgiveness, that same heart doesn't have the capacity to release proper believing. You don't believe with your head, do you? You believe with your heart. So, when you are having an issue with somebody, forgive them. Listen to me, my dear friends. Unforgiveness is something you shouldn't entertain at all. Let, don't, don't allow anybody to help, hurt you two times. Because you won't have unforgiveness against somebody unless they did something bad against you. Yet, when they have done that thing, that bad thing against you, and you decide that you are going to hold it against them, do you know what happens? They have done their bad, and they are forgotten about that bad they have gone. If it is lunch, they are eating their lunch and enjoying it. Here you are, you have been hurt, but that thing has gone into your heart, and it is tormenting and torturing you more and more. Because of that, the God who can, who can help you to, it is cutting you off from God. So here you are, if you can't handle the people physically, yet spiritually you can have the capacity to handle them, but you have unforgiveness there. So you are losing physically, you lose spirituality. 
can't do that. It's too expensive. Forgive. The world will say he's a fool. There is doom. Let somebody slap you, slap you back. Because the Bible says what? With the same measure you measure, it shall be measured to you again. It's according to the scriptures. <laughs> oh, really? It's not according to the scriptures in the proper sense of the word. Because you see, the person who has the ability to forgive begins to operate on God's level. How many of you understand that forgiveness is the prerogative of somebody who is superior? Because you see, when you offend somebody, you have become like somebody who is a debtor. You owe them something. And the borrower is always servant to the lender. So when somebody offends you, they automatically make themselves people who are inferior to you. They have lowered themselves. They have gone below the level they should go. Giving you, therefore, the upper hand. Or pray, therefore, like God. Forgive them. Forgive them. Decide not to hold it against them. If they come to apologize, fine. Then show them your 32 and smile and say, brother, you are forgiven. Go and be blessed. One thing is sure. When you forgive them, although they have not repented, do you know what happens? Be not deceived. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if they are forgiven for something and they don't repent, trust me, they will reap. They will reap without faith. But you see, they are reaping, doesn't affect you. Their negativity doesn't come near your door. You are free. You can move on with your life. Third thing. Nobody can receive Abraham's blessings with Thomas's faith. That is the next step. Nobody can receive Abraham's blessings with Thomas's faith. And I'm talking about the Thomas of the New Testament. You, you know, or some of you know that uh, uh, the other disciples, they told Thomas, they said, we have seen the Lord. Now, true, true, he don't wake up. He don't wake up. He don't tell us, say, hey, go wake up. He don't wake up now. I'm trying to go a little bit that way. So I'm not too good, but I'm trying. He told us he was going to wake up. He was going to rise. Surely, he has done just like he said. This guy said, uh-uh, you guys think I'm a doomed person. You think I'm a fool? I saw the guy die. And all my life, I never seen somebody that died, and then he came up like that. Until me, I see him. Daphili Gadoji. Untafir Augen. So that I'm looking into his eyes, and I say, show me your hand. I put my hand into the hole. I said, now, show me your side. I put my, side, my hand into the side where they use their spear to pierce him. I would never believe. Listen. If Abraham operated that way, he would never become the father of all of us. But we are sons and daughters of Abraham, so Abraham's record is there for us to follow. So, my dear friends, you cannot receive 
the blessings of Abraham with Thomas's faith. I have found many, many, many people who could have received a lot of things, but you know, they want to see it first before they believe. But the scripture doesn't teach us, does it? No, they say, well, how can I say I am healed? When I see if you pay, I will not lie. I'm not healed. You can't force me to say something when it is not true. But listen, the Bible says, well, those who believe, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Before the hands is laid upon you, make sure the person is a believer, not an unbeliever. And if he's a believer, then make sure that he's praying the prayer of faith for you. What is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith says what the Lord has already fought and won so that you can have liberty to go free. Let it be yours right now. That is the prayer of faith. It is not a prayer of commitment. Oh Lord, help this person and guide him in this poor situation. Don't let him lose his faith. Give him the grace to carry his burden. That's not the prayer of faith. That's not the prayer of faith. When you are praying for somebody to be fully committed to God, you can pray that kind of prayer. But when it has to do with something that Jesus has already labored for him to have, you can't pray for somebody who is in the financial situation and then pray that kind of prayer because he became poor. Simple grammar. He became means past tense. He became poor. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. He became poor that we through his poverty might be rich. He has already become poor. Why should you remain poor? Why? Because you are not ready to exercise faith. But if you are ready to exercise faith, poverty will cease. How many of you know that God told Israel, he told them that, look, my dear friends, my, my children, if you go to this land and you are ready to obey me, there will be nobody among you that is poor. How many of you have read that one before? Now, for God to say that none among you will be rich, sorry, will be poor, do you understand what that means? It means that God has the capacity to take everybody out of poverty. And he can finish taking everybody out of poverty and his reserves that he has, he hasn't even touched them. So really, it doesn't affect him in a negative way. What is important is to believe his word. Oh, I've seen many, many people. You pray for them and they want to see every symptom disappear before they begin to thank God. That's not Bible. That is Thomas's faith. And when you do that, you will not receive. Listen carefully. If you are in any situation, don't just get up and be receiving prayer if you are not ready to believe the prayer. Because prayer changes things. For any man that has got faith, prayer will be the difference between light and darkness to you. The difference between life and death to you. Because prayer can just shift you in an instant of time. So, you, you are in a situation and prayer has been made for you. If the prayer is a prayer of faith and it's made well, you are supposed to believe that prayer. In other words, you are supposed to begin to thank God that the benefit that was requested in the prayer is now yours. 
Am I right about that? Please, since you are in Mark 11, read the verse number 23 and then 24. And please listen carefully. Listen carefully. We need to call the things which are not as though they are. Mark 11. Yes. Verse 23. Yes. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall you say, whatsoever shall that whatsoever, whatsoever shall, shall you say unto this mountain, mm -hmm. be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. You shall have them means the thing has not manifested yet. But you are supposed to believe that you receive before it manifests. That is faith. You see, and to believe you receive something, if, if really I believe I have money, I say, thank God. I have the money. My bills are paid. Meanwhile, I have not even gone to check my account. The only thing, the prayer was prayed, and I believe the prayer. That's all. But if I say that, anybody who knows how faith operates means that, knows that this person is speaking by faith. He knows that this person is on the right path. He knows that this person will definitely, definitely see a miracle done. But the point that will say, okay, they have prayed for me. Now, let me go to the bank. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, let the... Can they bring me my this thing? Let me I have online so that I can check whether the account is in. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He is not acting in faith. He is still using Thomas's kind of faith. And you don't receive that way. Listen, my dear friends. I am seeing situations where sometimes you pray for people. And they're supposed to allow their faith to rest upon God's word and just believe the word. But you pray for them and they are still... Believing that something else must happen before they believe. When you are praying that way, you are going to be in very big trouble one of these days. Because they pray for you, instead of believing God's word, you still are waiting till the doctor will come around and come and test you. And tell you that everything is okay before you believe. When you are praying that way, the day the doctor comes and comes and tells you that there is no hope, who are you going to go to? A time may come when you will die and will bury you. Whereas the people who will just believe, they will walk away and defy the doctor. So get it right. When we say we call the things we be not as though they are, it means that we are calling the things according to how they're supposed to be, according to the word of God. Ah, my time is up. But I will, I, will just, I will just finish this topic today because I need to, I need to move forward. I need, I need to move forward. Thank you. I'll finish it in the next 10 minutes. That's all. Now, I'm, I'm calling another witness. I'm calling the Shunammite woman. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 25, 26. 2 Kings 4, 25. I'm reading. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel and came to pass... When the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Verse 26. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? 
Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Your only child is dead. And you have left the lifeless body of that child on the bed of the man of God. And when your husband said, it's not time to see the man of God, she said, it shall be well. Somehow, the man of God, the mistake he made was, or the husband, the mistake he made was, he knew that the boy is having a headache. When the woman says, oh, I'm traveling, you, the first thing I would say is, hey, how's my son doing? And who are you leaving that boy alone for? To look after that you are boy? No. And the man said, well, you want to go and see the man? It is not that new moon or celebration. She said, it shall be well. Well, is that not a lie? Hello? Is that not a lie? When you are standing upon God's word and you are speaking, people who are walking in the natural will think you are lying. They will call you a liar. They will say, no, he's not speaking the truth. But you can't lie doing what God did. Has God ever seen before? So if God said, let there be light where there was no light, If God said, behold, I have given you the city of Jericho with their kings and its people. Meanwhile, the city is still standing. The walls are still in place. Who is speaking the truth? So you see, you can never, never lie imitating God. If you do what God does and somebody is accusing you because of that, let them go ahead and do it. I had the story of a certain man that uh, mm, uh, he had a stroke, you know, the, the, the mouth turned like that. So he said, I need prayer. And then they prayed for him. And you know, when the thing turns like that, sometimes uh, you have to hold some things because water can, you know, you can't control the area very well. So when he demanded for prayer, everybody, everybody in the church, they saw him. And then he said, Glory to God. Thank God I'm here. When you heard the amen, because for him, the amen was the time when he would release his faith. So when he heard the amen, he said, oh, thank God I'm, I'm here. It's over. I'm here. Glory to God. And his mouth was still twisted like that. And so-called believers in the church, because they are so ignorant of what true faith is, they say, ah, Do you feel any different? He said, why should I feel any different? I'm here. He said, would you just go to the loo and check uh, your, your face in the mirror? <laughs> the guy said, I don't need to check my face in the mirror. I am here. And one young lady, somehow you pass their house before you get to the house of where this man of God is living. So they saw her off. Immediately they got to the house. He went to call her mama. Mama, come and see. Look at her face. Do you see anything wrong? Yes. My mouth is twisted. He said, yes, but Kenneth 
claims that he's healed. Claims that look, what is your problem? I am healed. I am healed. I know I am healed. He said, how do you know you are healed? Well, the word of God tells me so. Are these people trying to, you know, making all kinds of this thing, trying to mock as if he's lost his brains, etc., etc. Eventually, the mama told the daughter, hey, this guy, he should understand a little bit more about this healing business than we do. Because remember the doctor said he's supposed to die on his 17th birthday. How he's even up and walking today, none of us fully understand. So let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, that is to somebody that they know his past. But what about you that nothing has happened to you before? And then immediately people are accosting you that way. Are you going to believe them or are you going to believe God? It will never pay to give in to people's opinions when the word of God is speaking the very opposite of what people are saying. Don't believe men. Believe God. So he went to sleep in that state. In the morning when he got up, Everything was okay. He has already praised. He has already thanked God. When he saw this is next door neighbors, he said, hey, kind of is you. Now they want to celebrate and thank God. Uh-uh. That you're thanking is not thanking by faith. Though. It's not thanking by faith. You are doing what natural people won't believe us do. It's not special. So you see, you call the things which are not as though they are. Say it like you want it. Say it like it isn't. And it will be. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the restored of the Lord. Whenever you receive prayer, that should be the end of the problem. And the end of the matter. If you ever receive problem, sorry, you receive prayer, for something according to the word of God, don't walk out of the place of prayer and still think you have that problem. When you walk out, be sure to start blessing and thanking God. The Bible said, Abraham, he grew strong in faith. Why? Because he was giving glory to God. When you begin to thank God, you are giving glory to God. When you are thanking God because of his word and because he's faithful, what do you do? You are giving glory to God. And the Bible says the more you do that, the greater your faith becomes. Your faith becomes strong. You pull the thing from the unseen realm and it comes into the physical. Why? Because you are walking by faith. Faith pleases God. Walking by sight doesn't please God. Question is, are you going to walk by faith? How many things are missing in your life today because you have been calling things the way you see them? I believe in being frank. I don't believe in lying to people when you have a relationship with them. But when you are dealing with God, let everybody call you a liar for that matter. But let God see that you are true to his word. If you will do that, you will always come out of any difficulty, any challenge. Whatever it is, whatever box they put you in, you will come out. If they put you in the lion's den, you will come out. If they put you in a place where uh, coronavirus, right? They put you in a place where their people are full of coronavirus. And they refuse to treat you. Simply because they say he's a Christian. Let him be among them and get infected and die. 
you can be there a thousand days. Mm -mm. Nothing will happen. The reason is because he who walks by faith walks like God himself. Because God is a God of faith. Shall we be on our feet? So did I say the final one? Good. The final one is the one we talked about. Faith calls things that are not as though they are. And you know, that is the most difficult thing because uh, nobody wants to be called a liar. Ora. But the world will call you a liar for saying what God says you say. The world will call you a, a, a proud man simply because you are declaring what God has said. If you say, thank God, I have no time to be sick because I have divine assignment before me. They say, hey, look at him. He's proud. But has the word not said, I will bless your water and your bread. And then I will take sickness away from your mist. If the sickness is taken away from my mist so that I can have full time to serve God, why can't I say I have no time to be sick? Hello? Uh-huh. And they will say, no, he's proud. No, he's a haughty person. Before you look at somebody and you say he's a proud person, check whether he's standing on God's word or not. And if he's standing upon the word of God, then please be careful. Put your, your hand on your mouth and say, sorry, I don't understand the things I'm, I'm messing with. Leave him alone. Because at the end of the day, he will prove you wrong. We want to lift up prayer for ourselves. Here we are in a church of course, this is not our food numbers. Some people are on leave. Some too have gone on holiday. Some people too, when it rains, they won't come to church. You know, we have all kinds of people in the house of God, but we are all serving God. Our reward is never the same. But we want to believe God that this place will be filled. Who can believe God for that? Good. So we are going to lift up prayer. And I want you to pray and declare one thing about yourself that must change. Then number two, you want to declare one thing about the numerical strength of this church that must change. I believe that God can add to the church daily. And I believe God that this place is a strong church, a powerful church, a church filled with men and women who know God, who believe God, People who have a testimony with God. People who are moving on with God. People who God is using to change the whole of non-reverse Valley. I believe that. And I want to pray and declare it. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.